Thank you, Chairwoman. Hamadakiapi Maka Ikilia Hime Chante Washte Nape Tuzapilo. That's our traditional greeting Lakota. Shake your hand at the warm and good heart. My Lakota name is Close to Earth. English name is Kevin Killer. And I'm the president of the Ogala Sioux Tribe. Thank you for the opportunity to testify about the Supreme Court's Castro Huerta decision. This decision held for the first time that states have criminal jurisdiction over crimes committed by non-Indians against Indians in Indian country. This extension of state jurisdiction in Indian country without tribal consent is a front to tribal sovereignty and a violation of our treaty rights, which Congress can and should rectify by legislation. With the exception of PL 280, the legislative and judicial history of the United States shows the effort by both tribal governments and federal government to keep states out of Indian country. Indian tribes have a government to government relationship with the United States. As for my tribe, we entered several treaties with the United States. Our treaties have long addressed matters of jurisdiction to resolve disputes and address those who would encroach on our, the rights of our tribal, the tribe or our citizens. In particular, our 1868 treaty says, if bad men among whites were subject to the authority of the, of the United States shall commit a wrong on the person or property of an Indian, the United States will proceed at once to cause the offender to be arrested and punished in accordance with the laws of the United States. Our treaties do not allow the state to come on our reservation and apprehend and take on Indians accused of committing crimes against a tribal member or other Indians or other Indian on the reservation, then try that person before a non-Indian jury. And South Dakota's Enabling Act and Constitution says that Indian land shall remain under the absolute jurisdiction and control of the Congress of the United States. The majority in the Castro Huerta decision was solely focused on one particular state in developing its decision. We reiterate that the majority got it wrong, but we also make it clear that Castro Huerta is a violation of our treaties, which per Constitution are the supreme law of the land. It also violates the tribal consent provision of the Indian Civil Rights Act. We support Congress stepping up to rectify this poor decision for all tribal nations. The Castro Huerta decision gives rise to major areas of practical concern in Indian country, including number one, a potential lack of prosecution of non-Indians in Indian country, generally as a state and federal prosecutors point the finger at each other, to the potential for chaos arising from conflicting tribal, state, federal laws regarding different standards when charging and prosecuting crimes. Three, the potential application of Castro Huerta to civil matters and efforts to extend state policymaking onto tribal lands. And finally, four, unending and costly litigation about the application and reach of the decision. Castro Huerta adds the maze of criminal jurisdiction in Indian country which complicates the prosecution of crimes in Indian country. The solution to this jurisdictional, this jurisdictional maze is not to grant unconstitutional powers to the states. Instead, it is to fix juris jurisdictional gap following the court's decision in Oliphant, which held that tribes lack criminal jurisdiction over non-Indians. Any such fix must include the funding required to carry out that authority. With this, the Ogallasu tribes ask Congress to, one, repeal all existing civil and criminal jurisdiction limits on tribes and allow tribes the option of fully asserting their inherent right in, for civil and criminal jurisdiction through our territories to provide adequate appropriations to tribes to develop our, our court, law enforcement, and infrastructure throughout Indian country. If Congress chooses not to address the jurisdictional gaps following the Supreme Court's decision in Oliphant at this time, 
it should, at a minimum, restore the pre-Castro to what their decision status quo by status quo by clarifying that states lack criminal jurisdiction over crimes committed by non-Indians. Thank you for holding this hearing, Madam Chair. The Wallace Tribe stands ready to work with you to help right the ship on this criminal jurisdiction in Indian country, and we'll stand by for questioning. Wopila, thank you. Thank you very much, um, President Hiller, for your testimony. Um, the chair now recognizes the Honorable Cheryl Andrew Maltese, who is the chairwoman of the Wampanoag tribe of Gay, Gay Head, Ukina. Uh, you're now recognized for five minutes. <laughs> 